Well, good morning, Chatham Community Church. It is so good seeing you all here. Uh, if this is your first time in church or first time in a long time in church, welcome. We have been praying that you would come. As Jaime uh, mentioned earlier, we are one church that meets in two locations, uh, this one right here in the heart of Pittsburgh and the other just north of the Hall River. But no matter where you are worshiping with us, what we want to do is connect people to God and to each other. For those that I've had the pleasure of preaching in front of before, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for the feedback that you have not only given me, but Pastor Jaime as well. Um, it means the world to me. And I also appreciate Pastor Jaime for coming alongside me in this path and working with me. Um, your mentorship uh, and your friendship has been a blessing that I could never repay. If you have been joining us the past couple of weeks, we've been in a series called SOAR. We've talked about how to soar and what it looks like to soar, uh, sometimes when people are often facing a difficult situation. Uh, if you've missed any of those sermons, I want to encourage you to go back online and listen to them. Um, but soar isn't a word that I think a lot of people use when they're describing their job, or at least it hasn't been in my case. Since this series started, I've been able to recognize people in situations when they're able to soar. And I didn't see that before. I've been able to uh, see someone soar on their well-worn paths when they've faced a difficult situation or seen people soar when they're in the community of others. But what I've missed sometimes is seeing people soar through their gifts, gifts that are present here in this very church. Some of us are extremely skilled craftsmen or artists, and we use that skill and we can see it. We can see the beauty of the things that they create. But what I've missed sometimes is their ability to soar. Now, I, I said some people are extremely skilled, and there are some of us that wouldn't be able to make orange paint if you gave us a bucket of red and a bucket of yellow, and I'm one of those people. But through this series, I've been able to see more and more of people's abilities to create, to craft, to use their skills that have been given them and be able to soar. Some of, some of you may have uh, noticed when you enter this church, uh, as you go into the children's uh, check-in area, this wall, this half wall right here was made by Christian Feature, one of our uh, people that go to church. And when we were, um, I guess, upfitting this place uh, several years ago, this could have been just left a bare space or a bare half wall or nothing there at all. And through his gift and vision, he created this wall for us. And there's, there's beauty in that. I've seen Christians work in other places, and you can tell that he really leans into the skill that he has to create this beauty. Some of you may, may have been able to go to North Chatham campus where you've seen these in the, in the lobby. You see a, a table that our hospitality team uses, the tables by the chairs and the couches. Um, going to children's check-in, there's a shelf. And even in our office space, there's a, a desk for us to use, as, as well as there will be shelves there as well soon. But that's created by Joel Eisner and his sons. And not only did he create this and build this, but he got the wood from his own property. The, uh, every week, we're given the ability to see uh, the creativeness from Michelle and Caitlin as they create our set designs, as they put images to the words that Pastor Jaime is going to give us from the Bible. 
This is one that was always a favorite of mine. And I would come in here and I'd sit and I would look at this image. And to me, it's a sunrise. And so I just imagine the sun rising in the morning and the birds singing their song. And there's all these happy little trees everywhere. And I see, <laughs> I see God's glory shining on me. And I know that it's a new day, and he's given me a gift by giving me a new day. And it's a gift that I need to share with others, to share with neighbors and friends and coworkers. Maybe you remember this one. This is from our Fractured series, and this was done uh, earlier this year, and it just reminded me of how broken we are. But as we went through that series and we worked through our brokenness through Jesus' redemptive work on the cross— we were able to see, for me, it was Miss Regina. I think Mr. Jim did it down here. And he took the stained glass pieces that were separated and put them together and made whole. Now, I want to again draw attention to what we're in right now, sore. And a lot of times when we think of sore, we think of flight and being lifted up. And in this, this series, uh, Michelle and Caitlin have, have worked together and uh, Caitlin's done the string art here, and we've even had a point where we needed more birds and bigger birds. And so Michelle created a silhouette for Mark Stith, who in his own skill is a roof crafter in metal. And so he cut out more birds for us. And all of these hands create all this beauty and all this work, and all of it honors God. There's art and beauty throughout our church our neighborhoods, our schools, our workplaces. There's purpose in their creation, sure, but instead of the uh, creation of the industrial sense, I also see the creation done the way God intended. There's a book called Art and Faith by Makato Fujimura, and he says that God created out of love, not necessity. I, I see love in these creations and the ones out there and the ones that I'm able to see now as I walk through my life. The Bible starts with creation and ends in new creation. And God is our, our perfect creator. And he created us in his image. So there, shouldn't we also be creators? So we can create out of love. And when we create out of love, we honor God through that. Today we're going to read through, uh, read from, not read through Exodus. We'll read from Exodus. Uh, that that'd be longer than they allow me. But so we're going we're going to read a portion of Exodus that most people don't think of when they hear Exodus. For me, when I hear Exodus, I think of immediately of Moses, Pharaoh, and the plagues. Others of you may think of parting of the Red Sea or the Ten Commandments, and other others of you still may think of even something else. But what we're going to read through today is an opportunity that begins with one man and eventually more, and it gives them an opportunity to soar. So if you will, turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 through 11. If you don't have your Bible with you, that's fine. The words will be up on the screen behind me. And if you don't have a Bible at all, uh, come see me after service because I would love to give you one. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, 
And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have appointed Aholiab, the son of Ahisimach, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. And I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I have commanded you, the tent of meeting, the ark of the covenant law, with the atonement cover on it, and all the other furnishings of the tent, the table and its articles, the pure gold lampstand and all its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all of its utensils, the basin with its stand and also the woven garments, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests, and the anointing oil and fragrant incense for the holy place. They are to make them just as I commanded you. Well, six chapters earlier in Exodus, uh, Moses is receiving very specific instruction on how to build the tent of meeting, the Ark of Testimony, the mercy seat, everything contained in the tabernacle. And when I say this, I mean very specific instruction. I mean, he gives them exact measurements. He tells them the exact materials to use, how many tent frames he'll need, how many curtains he'll need, how many loops on the curtains, how many holes through the, through the ark, how many pieces or poles that he'll need. And at this point, I just imagine Moses probably thinking like, this is a lot. How, how, am I, how am I going to do this? And all of this could have seemed overwhelming to Moses, but God provides for him very quickly. He starts with providing Bezalel. I have chosen Bezalel. Then he gives him Aholiab. I have appointed Aholiab to assist Bezalel. And he even provides the skilled workers to do all that God had commanded Moses to do. And God will call you for certain, and I've talked about that before, but being called or chosen by God doesn't mean that you are going to necessarily fill a pastoral role or be called to go on an overseas missions trip. He's going to call you to use the skills that you have right now. He's going to choose you to use the skills that you have right now. And so he calls people that work with their hands in this case. And they're going to build. And they're going, what they're building is something monumental because it will be a holy place. And all the things inside of it will be holy and they'll honor God. Have you ever been given a task or a job to do? It could be in your work or it could be as you volunteer somewhere. Um, but for some, detailed instruction and being told what to do is very welcome. You know, we, uh, we want to, and for others, we'll hear that, just tell me what you want the final product to be and get out of my way. I got this. I can do it. As we discussed this passage in small group this past week, we talked about the things leading up to and what happens in this passage. And we found that most of us are all doers. We want to do the job. We prefer that you give us instruction and tell us what to do. 
we, we, we enjoy that. Like we want to color inside the lines or give us a paint by number and we can definitely create art. Um, and some of you may be like that. And this doesn't mean that we're not honoring God because we're, we're doing exactly as we're told. We're honoring God through our obedience in creating what God told us to create. So how might this look in your job as you go through your week? Maybe you're the one that always turns in your work on time. Maybe you're the one that diligently looks over everything prior to turning it in to make sure there's no mistakes or no, no holdups or no setbacks. Maybe you're the person that has enough time that you go and assist others because you are of the there is no I in team mentality. We can all honor God in the way that we work through the week. But you could be on the other side of that, right? You could be on the side that says, just let me create. Let me build. Let me color outside the lines. There's beauty in that. And there is. There's ways that we can honor through that. The drummer in the band can play in rhythm. And he can keep time. And the song is beautiful. But there's also times where he ad-libs or goes on a drum solo. And there's beauty in that as well. And both of them honor God through the creation. For those who are like this, maybe, maybe your work day ends up being that you, you follow what's being told for you to do, but you just want to create. You know that there's a way to make it better, more efficient, quicker, or just more. And so you want to do that. You create new ideas. You create philosophies. You create new schedules that make things more efficient. You see value of staying inside the lines, but you also know that when you can measure twice and cut once, you'll get what you're supposed to, to, to do. But you know that there is beauty in your creativity, and that's how you want to honor God. So let's go back to the passage. See, I have chosen Bezalel, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. When I first read through this, I felt myself say, well, okay, God is providing all the people that Moses is going to need to build what God wants him to do. But right here in the middle of it, he says, I have filled him with the Holy Spirit. This is the first person written about in the Bible getting the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. Bezalel was already an artist or a craftsman in some way, but given the Holy Spirit, it heightened his ability, his skills. It increased them to where God wanted him to build for him. God took his natural gifts that he had already given him and increased them because he was able to work in every craft. Many of us will have a specific skill design or skill set that we have, and we master that. But he was able to work in everything through the Holy Spirit because he was building for God, again, a holy place, a place where God's people could come give him offerings, a place where God could come and be with Mo, in the presence of Moses. But not only was Bezalel called and filled with the, holy, with the Spirit of God, he was also appointed Aholiab, and then even more. He gave him or gave the ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I have commanded you. You see, and I view this as Bezalel became this architect and Aholiab was his assistant, and then they didn't even have to go find 
the workers. They were provided for them. The great news of all this is as Bezalel was filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're a believer in Jesus, you've already been sealed with the Holy Spirit, meaning he is already with you. You don't have to wait for him to come upon you. He's with you and he's with me. And we see Paul write this to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. To, pray, to the praise of his glory. When you believed, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. And that seal was the Holy Spirit, the helper that Jesus prayed for. And that's great news. That means we can lean into the skills that we already have. We don't have to wait on the Holy Spirit to give us those or wait for the Holy Spirit to be with us. Earlier this year, I was reading a book called The Pastor. It's a memoir from Eugene Peterson. And prior to his passing, Eugene Peterson was obviously a pastor, but he was a, a scholar and a theologian and an author. He's probably most recognized for his translation of the Bible into a contemporary language called The Message. Well, in this book... They had been meeting in the basement of the house of his wife that his wife and him shared, and they were outgrowing it. And so they found this land, and they were going to build a church. And in this chapter, as they're walking and, and uh, walking the land, he has the architect with him, Simon. And as they're not only imagining and seeing what the church could be as they build it, they build the relationship as well. And as they're building the relationship, they talk about what they're reading. And they're actually reading Exodus. And Mr. Peterson shares that um, in his vocation, being called the pastor, that Moses and the story of Moses was transformative in him. And as they go along, they start to share. And Simon, the architect, says, I see myself in the Exodus story. So story, Bezalel. And they talk about this and each of their roles that they have found in the Exodus story. But in this chapter, I realize some of the importance that Bezalel plays. Mr. Peterson writes that Bezalel provides the people with the material means for worshiping. And that as he does that, Worship has to do with God, whom no one has ever seen. Let us worship God is our standard rubric. But worship has to do simultaneously with all the stuff that we see wherever we look. Acacia wood, fabrics and skins, tent pegs and altars, tables and flagons, to say nothing of the workers in textile, metal and wood, weaving and carving, smelting and casting. The things we create can and should honor God because if we're creating out of love, we're able to do that. We have gifts that have been increased through the Holy Spirit. 
Maybe there's a skill that you've been wanting to try but never have because of fear of fail, failing or not doing it well enough. You can lean into the Holy Spirit there because it's probably a gift that you already have that you haven't realized yet. I started this morning pointing out folks who are able to give us tangible things that we can see where they soar through their arts and design and through their crafts and woodmanship. But that doesn't always translate to every one of our vocations, right? Some of us are... are um, Stay-at-home parents. Some of us are delivery truck drivers. Some of us are uh, therapists or educators. So how do you see that? How do you how do you have something tangible to know when you're soaring? I've experienced it. Some of you know that I've, I'm a new teacher this year. I'm six weeks young in that, and I'm still learning like a six-week-old would. Um, but the process of even getting this job was not what I was even looking for. I didn't apply for it, but I got it because I felt the questions that I've been asking God being answered in this opportunity. And so I took it. And like most of the jobs I've taken or worked in my career, I had no formal training I didn't go to school for it. I leaned into what was given to me at the time. I, I prayed a lot. I owe that, obviously, to the Holy Spirit, as I've said. I also need to thank God for giving me a wonderful and loving and supportive and very, 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 very wise wife. The first week of school this year, I learned very quickly there are those who are going to volunteer and share, and very quickly, who is not. A particular student I had did not want to even read in front of a class of 14 when called upon. And a year or two years ago, I would have said, just do it. It's not a big deal. Just read. The book's right in front of you. But as I've, I've been transformed as I'm growing and as I'm getting in the position of educator and leaning into the Holy Spirit and listening to my wife, I see that there is, I need to do, be patient and guide by coming alongside with kindness. So I've done that. And little by little, I give this student short passages to read or I ask a question that's an easy answer that I know that they have. And they can very quickly give the answer. And little by little, this person has gotten better and better and better at speaking in front of the class. All until one morning. And we, so at this school, it's, uh, we all gather together, 5th through 11th grade staff, and we sing a song of worship, but we also pray. And one person is chosen to pray. And guess who got chosen to pray? And so in front of 60 or so students and staff, I can read the expression, the shaking of the head. I don't want to do this. And so I'm walking over, and I said, you can do this. It's just you and God talking. And I wait and there's silence. 
And then a big breath, a bowed head, and this person prays. And this person prays and praised God and thanked God, prayed over the students at the school, prayed for healing for anybody who's hurt or sick, prayed that those that were taking quizzes or tests that were worried that day would do well and to cast the anxiousness away, prayed over the safety of the school, and then thanked God at the end of it. What I heard in that moment Excuse me. And what I witnessed was soaring. I'm still soaring, and I felt lifted up by those words that I knew was so difficult for somebody to do five weeks earlier. So, <laughs> tomorrow, this week, next month, as you go into your job, your profession, one that you love, your vocation, how will you honor God with the skill that you've been given? Will you be able to lean into the Holy Spirit and seek out a skill that you've never wanted to try before, to try something new, maybe color outside the lines if you feel so bold? In all of our skills and abilities, though, let us honor God. Let us lean into the Holy Spirit and let us soar. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for the gifts and the skills that you have given us. May we be able to honor you with them in all that we do. May the power of the Holy Spirit guide us in our paths as we develop and search out new skills. May the Holy Spirit increase the skills you have given us so that we can create out of love to honor you. May we be able to soar in our life with neighbors, coworkers, friends, parents, sons, and daughters. Let us not lean on our own ability or get overwhelmed when the task seems too great. Let us look to you and pray for help from the Spirit. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, Ernie. Stand up and sing this last song with me.